Yo, yo, Doc Lowe's. Welcome to this, the Documenteers podcast, the greatest podcast about documentaries in the universe. You should have the podcast all up in your mouth, meaning tell people about it. A lot of film podcasts out there, very few devoted to documentaries. My name is Bob Sham, and I mostly host this episode and many others. And we need to get right into it because Stuart and I are celebrating this week of July 4th. It's fine to celebrate throughout the week. My neighborhood does, and the elderly complain about it on neighborhood apps. In American tradition, we create conflict with another versus episode. We pit two documentaries against each other to see which one comes out on top. Stuart and I battle Burt Marcus's American meme against Brendan Moroda's American Circumcision, both on Netflix. Finally, the ageless question of what is better, memes or circumcision, will be decided and laid to rest on this very episode of The Documenteers. Next week on the show, Akil joins me to discuss a documentary that I hope many who are interested already saw. It dropped a few months ago, and it will be marked as our first official concert film. I consider those to be documentaries and performances, and now that we've broken that seal, I'm actually excited to hit up more concert films. Akil and I watched Homecoming, a film by Beyonce, and it's on Netflix, and it's an in-depth look at Beyonce's 2018 Coachella performance. Beyonce is at the peak of her career, a very relevant musician. How will this concert hold up in our eyes? Will we shake the Bayhive? Find out next week right here on The Documenteers. This episode is portioned into segments, and that means we have songs. In order, we hear a brief clip of Diamonds and Wood by UGK. What can I say? I like it. Dirty, dirty. Fifth Ward. Rest in peace, screw. Then we get a clip of the mega hit Paparazzi by Lady Gaga. Maybe you've heard of her. After that is a clip of the song Knife Edge by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Obviously, that has something to do with and leads into our American circumcision portion. And finally, we hear a song you probably haven't heard in quite a long time. Do the Bartman, a Simpsons song performed by Nancy Cartwright, who does the voice of Bart Simpson and is a Scientologist. Know your Scientologists. And features backing vocals by Michael Jackson. It's on that 1990 album, The Simpsons Sing the Blues. I think I had it on cassette. Though the album Songs in the Key of Springfield is a far superior collection of Simpsons songs, in my opinion. Let's get into this. Lay some influence on the influencers. Bust out some foreskin facts. Documenteerspodcast.com. Five stars in a review on your preferred listening platform is a big help for us, especially on the Apple Podcasts platform. If you like us and have yet to do so, it's an amazing way to support us without spending a dime. Keep your money. Love is free, mostly. Special thanks to William, Nathan, and Eldridge for an assist on this episode. Also, you can go hear uh, an episode I'm on about comic books on the podcast Uninformed Opinion. That said, don't blow your hand off this week. Be safe and keep on docking. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Our first guest is a, a woman of uh, many talents. She is a film star, a recording artist, and an entrepreneur. This is her latest uh, fragrance called Can Can. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the lovely Paris Hilton. You know it's going to penis stuff. That, that's not nice. 
I think we don't cut penises off because that's not nice. And this is the stuff that he says. That's hot. 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 This is hot. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I, I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance, baby. To the flag. To the flag, baby. Of the United States of America. Of the United Baby States. To the Republic. Oh, Republic. For which it stands. Rub that chest. One nation. Oh, yeah. Under God. Oh, yeah, baby. Individual. Indivisible. Into baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pizza. That's pretty much it, right? Think. What are all the things? This is like the 4th of July week. <laughs> Right. Yeah, right, 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 of course. We love 4th of July. We love American. Murder. Murder. We love murder. There's a lot of murder podcasts out there. Yeah, we love, oh, that's America. And you love all of them. It's America, baby. We love outsourcing brutality and war. And we don't love, or we love not paying taxes very much. Yeah. Right? Memes are circumcision. Yeah, memes or circumcision, or memes are circumcision. Is that what you're Whoa, saying? Whoa, don't blow my mind. Yeah, we're just getting started. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're discussing two, we're pitting two documentaries head to head, like we did with our Fire Festival docs, which are uh, one of our more popular episodes. People like that one. Yeah. I don't know if this one would be the same level of popularity because those were so relevant at that time. Right, these aren't relevant. <laughs> Yeah, it's just 4th of July. Not relevant. But memes are very relevant. Memes are relevant. The documentary American Meme by Burt Marcus. You can watch both of these on Netflix. Versus American Circumcision by Brendan Marotta. Oh, yeah. It's a classic battle of the ages. The tale of two Americas. Memes versus circumcision. Which will triumph in the Documadome. The doc. Ooh. Right? We're uh, we're working on building that. Oh, is that not what that is in the bathroom? The that's a toilet. Oh, <laughs> just upside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you think American circumcision is about? A, uh, a full-throated support of circumcision. I'm gonna bet they're gonna dispel a lot of myths about it. Whoa, because that's what documentaries do. That's why we love them. Yeah. And what do you think American memes about? I bet it's gonna dispel a lot of myths about them, because that's. <laughs> No, I don't know. I think it'll be about, um, you know, probably we'll figure out what that stands for. Meme. It's, it's probably an acronym, right? Like memory, electronic, mind, eye. That's what I imagine it's for. It stands for. What That's as good as I've heard. Memory, electronic, mind, eye. You're really good at making up, uh, what you call them? Acronyms? You know, Parrish Hilton. <laughs> Parrish Hilton. Is an American meme, as, as well as fat the fat Jewish. Who's that? Some guy named the Fat Jewish. I've actually heard of him before because he is has, he one of the fuck Jerry guys. He, he's he's like along that same line in the sense that he takes jokes. Whenever I see a meme on the internet, though, yeah, I never assume that I'm seeing it in its original source. You know, yes, Queen. <laughs> I got to make an important phone call. It's real hard hitting subject matter: memes versus circumcision. They 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 both have such wonderful things about them. Maybe yeah. you need to get a, some outside perspective. I think there. so. Yeah, you should call somebody. Yeah. 
Hey. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I've got uh, I've got two options for you here. I want you to pick one, okay? Okay. What would What do you like better, memes? You know, like internet memes. I don't know what memes are. Or circumcision, like when you cut the foreskin layer. Like a moil. Yeah. Okay. Memes or circumcision. I know it's rough. It's pretty good, but I imagine I talk about circumcision a lot more than memes, so let's go with that. Circumcision sounds great. That's all I need, buddy. Thank you. That's all I need. Okay, copy that. Thank you. Wow, riveting. Yeah. First uh, choice went circumcision. Okay. Why do you have one earbud in, by the way? I know I'm breaking down some visual barriers here. You're sitting here with your phone... You got one earbud in. What do you listen? Are you listening to something? Are you listening to other podcasts while you record this podcast? Hold on a second. I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> Is it our podcast? Uh, yeah. Ooh, which episode? Probably an um, Angela episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's the um, uh, the one about uh, Harry the Harry Potter films. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, is there anyone you need to call to see uh, what they pick? Memes or circumcision? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Hey. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm uh I got a quick question for you and you're being recorded, just so you know. Okay. So uh I'm doing like a little poll just to see what general interest is. So are uh-huh. you familiar are you familiar with memes? Memes, uh yes. Okay now. And I'm gonna give you one other term to see if you're familiar with it. Are you familiar with circumcision? Uh yes. Okay now and what which one's just ha is a as a general interest which one would you say you have the highest interest in um i would say circumcision really wow wow well yeah well i guess that's what we're doing i appreciate that we're gonna go get circumcised now all right nathan all right take care i'm kind of shocked that circumcision is shot out so quickly is that a pun shot out so quickly I assume this movie well, is like you know, promoting circumcision. You know, here it is, Fourth of July. Yeah, twenty nineteen. That's when we're going to be. That's what. That's what we're projecting into the future. So, what does America appreciate more than anything? Sparklers. Sacrifice. Oh. Yes. Remember Jesus. The illusion of sacrifice. Yeah, it's like our own little Jesus moment for us men. All right. Anyway, I don't want to know too much. Let's not. Let's let's wait, let's wait until we see this movie and see what. Right. Or unless you got any final thoughts. I think my initial plan was to watch American Meme first. Because there's going to be a lot of can I hats, cheeseburgers. And um, before we... Because um, we're going to we're gonna take a little dinner break. Yeah, we are. You know, do you, which do you want to see? Which is going to get you more? I imagine we're going to watch all these memes <laughs> laugh a lot. Right. And then we'll be like, ooh, I'm really, really, I'm really hungry. And now. then circumcision will be like a dessert. I see. So we should just uh, forgo the poll. Yeah. Just, just uh, those two people that we called that what are they're idiots anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with them. So let's just we'll just um we'll just watch memes first. Yeah, we'll just watch it's our show. Why are we? Do you why got, do we look for input from an audience? Even what's your favorite? You know? I was just wondering what people were more into. I didn't necessarily mean to gauge it. Like, what should we watch first? I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I, so we can just judge them. Yeah, right. we're judging with them. our. But our two friends that we contacted, they think about dicks more than they think about things on the internet yeah, that make memes. them laugh. Yeah. I've always got mind about memes. Personally, I'm always trying to think of new memes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, memes are pretty fun. What's your favorite meme? 
my favorite meme yeah yeah what's your what's a meme you like i like the meme like for example there's a, a meme where uh that shows up that shows this kid and he's holding a drink he looks like he's at his a family gathering and he's looking sideways like oh no what's going on and oh that's a good one looking back and forth at the camera like what what the fuck is happening you ever seen the one of the guy eating the pizzas no all right check it out wait that's the picture of me <laughs> Yeah, it's my favorite meme. You know, I've lost eight pounds since then. You look beautiful. Thank you. Why is it so foggy? Was I breathing all over your phone? <laughs> yeah, you know, you were very into that pizza. That's why it's, you know, that's what makes a good meme. You got to have one element and then another element. Those CC's memories. You know, I since my surgery, I am able to eat relatively normal. What about duck face? Do you like that meme? Where people make the duck face? Yeah, you know, duck face. You seen duck face? Oh, that's pretty good. Tug face, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to tilt your head more to the side. Before you came over today to record, I Googled um, circumcision memes, and things got kind of weird. Things got kind of weird. Oh, God. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, don't. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm into Harry Potter memes, too. Check it out. <laughs> that's me dressed as a wizard. Yep, and me. I'm like touching your chest. You look like you're having a great time. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. We're going to start. With uh, American Meme by Burt Marcus. And then we will be right back in a matter of seconds. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good meme. What, is, what the hell is going on there? It's Bernie Sanders as uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Jesus. Great. That was worth it. <laughs> Pretty cool. I'm, I'm Days go and come and for me just awake. I know I'm blessed. I grab my sis and split my pussy with my thumb. Some of my sweets be tight, now some of my sweets be fucked up. All right, Stuart, we just watched American Meme by Bert Marcus. Now, meme to me is just like a picture, yeah, uh, with some words around it, but it's just kind of more than that, like gifts and internet personalities and. We we took no notes when we watched this. We just straight watched it, yeah, raw it dogged dope. it. It was dope. And I think the funny thing is, as we've covered in the Fire Festival documentary yes. episodes, mm-hmm. we're from the buffering generation, meaning we are in that overlap of Gen X and millennials. Right. That period from like the early chunk of the eighties, basically, is when we were born. So we got a little. So we got some Gen X qualities. There are some millennial qualities in us. We got a little Generation Y. I think technologically I'm trapped in like 2004, if I'm being honest. What happened then? Most of my knowledge and peak interactions with a lot of technology. So you're like pre-smartphone? Slightly, yeah. Slightly before smartphone. I mean, I know how to use a smartphone, but I got one of those Samsung Galaxies. If I'm being honest, I barely understand how it works most of the time. It's a little too intense for me. But this movie has a bunch of personalities that are very famous, but since we didn't take notes, we're not going to know the names. I mean, there's... 
That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Paris Hilton, party dude. I know you guys are like, Camille, I hope you didn't forget about us in Chicago this Friday. No, I didn't. We're still coming to Chicago. That party dude. Yeah, Jizz Man. And then that other guy with the hair erection. Right, fat Jewish. What's up? My name is Josh. People call me the fat Jew or the fat Jewish or Juther Vandross or Jew Diamond Phillips, fat trick Jewing. Ulysses S. Grant, the fat Jew of Liberty, Jews and Sarandon. And then there's that one lady that does Vine's Vine lady. She's cool. I forget who, what company bought Vine. And Twitter. It. Twitter. But they buried it. Yeah, because, you know. It was a very popular site. Yeah, they're trying to shut it down. Vines were actually very interesting. I've watched a lot of Vines in my day. Yeah, me too. Vine was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And Twitter's like, mm, bought, dumped. Yeah. But you ruin lives without the vines, right? I think so. A lot of lives have been ruined. Uh, Brittany, I think, was her name. She's a big vinester. Brittany Federline? It's Brittany, bitch. So, yeah, that was American meme. Uh, I guess some flashy. This is, a lot of this was like trying to humanize famous memesters that out in the internet zeitgeist. And it all starts with Paris Hilton. And Paris. She hit it big before a lot of this culture really went into overdrive. And it established that she was famous uh, beforehand. But like most people, I probably know Paris Hilton through that sexy tape. Have you ever seen it? Don't lie. Which one? The Paris Hilton sex tape. Oh, no. Should we watch it? Yeah, we'll probably do a shorty on it. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, she really broke the mold, you know? You know what I mean? Like, she made it okay for celebrities to release their uh, sex tapes after Paris did it. You know, she was the first in a lot of things. They said at some point in this movie that Kim Kardashian was an intern for Paris That's pretty impressive. Wow. Fun facts. Yep. I love fun facts. But Paris now has a billion-dollar empire on perfume and being Paris Hilton. Tell us about Fat Jewish. Who's this Fat Jewish guy? All right. So, Fat Jewish... Uh, his actual name is... My name is Josh. Mark Horowitz, or Adam Horowitz. No, I'm just kidding. That's not his actual name. No, I don't know his actual... You know, we never learn his actual name, right? My name is Josh. I think I they think say it, know. but who fucking... Okay. Josh Ostrovsky. It says it right here on uh, oh, okay. yeah. IMDb. Yeah, I knew that. And uh, he's like a... Uh, he's like i guess he's a i mean th- this is a this is the thing we went into this thinking it would be about like cool memes like <laughs> what up dog and like that i can have cheeseburger ba- yeah and like that baby making the fist uh you know saying like yes whatever we saw a lot of gifts a lot of vines a lot of people's instagrams uh, instagrams accounts yeah but we never really saw any like straight memes i was hoping for more memes <laughs> It seems fucking ridiculous, but I kind of was just wanting to see memes. Oh, in the doc- yeah. <laughs> Instead, it was just like momentary celebrities like Dane Cook, Haley Bieber, Justin Bieber's wife. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care about them. But there's a lot of don't care about this. I really thought DJ Khaled was cool. I mean, that guy is so cool. DJ I mean, I heard he's like really good live. Didn't you see him? He said he was like so good live. Yeah. I, <laughs> Didn't you say that? Angela and I went to see Beyonce and Jay Z here 
here in Nashville uh, at Vanderbilt Stadium, and DJ Khaled he's, opened up. Yeah, he's so cool. You know, I've, we felt like yeah. 15 years younger. That's how cool it was. There's a lot of cool celebrities in this movie, like uh, Tommy Lee. Yeah, who is dating Brittany. Yeah, we find out at the... Basically, we hear at the end of the movie, Brittany has found love. Brittany Furlorn. With the Motley Crue drummer, Tommy Lee. With the Motley Crue drummer, Tommy Lee. And it's kind of a perfect match, you know? They seem like they work. I kept... Do you remember when I kept going, oh, and then laughing? Yeah. Because it was, like, so ridiculous (laughs) to me. I don't know. They seem fine together. But you know what? It's Yeah. It's a good match. They're both, they're both ridiculous in the same way. Yeah. A lot of this was trying to humanize people. I think one thing that they don't show, you know, you got to think, what makes someone good at this? Or as uh, Angela astutely pointed out, memeanize. Memeanize. Memeanize, as you said, right? Memeanize. Memeanize. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, anti-memeanizations. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> but what they, but what the documentary mm-hmm. doesn't show them doing, they don't show fat Jewish screenshotting and dragging and dropping like half of his day. I guess he has interns to do that now. Yeah. They don't show him like testing like phone angles constantly all day. Yeah. These people are doing this shit constantly. There isn't really time off. And a lot of that is apparent with, um, What's that fucker's name? Jizz Party. He's like the head. Kirill. Kirill Bichutsky. They verified me. I'm like, oh boy, you probably did not want to add that kind of approval to the shit I do. Yeah, Kirill, who does these. Describe the stuff that Kirill does. Uh, He takes pictures of Nas, and then he pours champagne on ladies. Yeah, he makes it look like he's (laughs) jizzing champagne. On topless women and on their asses and stuff. Yeah, people love it. And throughout the movie, I think he's the one that's attempting to put up some kind of humanization to his memeanization by saying, by getting uh, frustrated at kind of his interactions. He's the one that seems to be more obvious, like he can't turn it off because in order to do what he does, he has to fucking get loaded like every night. Yeah, it's sad. And he's got a very depressed vibe. And he seems upset. He puts out a very shallow product and seems to get upset when his fans react to him shall- equally shallowly. A lot of people hit me up. They're like, don't kill yourself yet. I still have yet to party with you. I'm like, oh, thank you. You really care about my well-being. It's really just a self-centered, I just want to get drunk with Kirill one time. Then you can kill yourself. They don't even like talk to you. They're just like, oh, can I just get on the Snapchat? That's when you feel like a zoo animal. But this is the stage that you built. This is the story you wrought. You get back what you put out there. I mean... Why would he expect it to have any depth? I mean, if he wants to go around and take pictures of champagne jizz shots on women, it doesn't show up in my Instagram feed. More power to you, dude. But this is your life. And when it like just comes (laughs) back at you on every level and every mundane, stupid way... Like, uh, why would it be anything else for you? Yeah, he's the kind of... uh, You want him to have a redemptive moment in this movie, because every other person gets that in this documentary, but he never really does, I guess. You see him with his family, and I mean, that's kind of humbling, but he just seems sad. Um, Yeah, there was a scene where he's reading comments he got to his parents, 
And then he's telling his parents how he reacted to the comments. And I was like trying it's, to, find, and this is my response. For decades, marine biologists have been trying to communicate with whales, and they never bothered to consult me on how I have successfully been doing it. <laughs> Nothing? Come on, such a good fat joke. Such a good fat joke. And it's one of the saddest things I've seen in probably any documentary we watched, is this guy telling him how clever he is with people who hate him. You know, his and his parents. parents are just, they love him. So they're encouraging him in a way, by, but, you know. I think his parents just like that he makes money and he doesn't live off of them. I think they're just literally just impressed that he was, that he's able to make his own money and they don't really give a fuck how he does it. They're just glad they're not, he's not taking it from them. That's kind of the vibe I got. Cause when they talk about what he does, they just talk about how he's, he has money and he's rich, but this guy could just stop doing this. He's has made enough money. If he's just a little, financially smarter about it he could probably just stop yeah we see him waking up in hotel rooms not remembering anything yeah he's coughing blood right he says at one point they woke he woke up not knowing how he got home yeah and coughing blood (laughs) (laughs) he came up taking pictures of edgelord comedians he went to the comedy clubs all the time all your and he uh was then um and, and now regurgitate. He's like the king, the prince of the edge lords, basically. I'm gonna make the jokes I really wanna make, whether it's making fun of Jews, making fun of abortion. There are no boundaries. He's the edge lord in chief. This is where I really catch people off guard because I play the lowest common denominator because that's how you reach the most amount of people. Look, I like a dick joke as much as anyone, but we need to have a, a, a variety of humor out there. What not he the one that keeps bringing up Dane Cook and then we keep seeing Dane Cook? That's right. He's got some kind of Dane Cook connection? Yeah, I think he used to hang with him and take pictures for him. You're pretty. You're a big fan of the Cook, right? I wouldn't say that. I love Mr. Brooks, the movie Mr. Brooks. <laughs> oh, right. He's in that. And Dane Cook plays that guy who's like a fan of Mr. Brooks. He's like, I just love that you're really good at murdering and I want to follow you around. Teach me to murder. That's right. <laughs> Fucking, if nobody knows what we're talking about, I can't blame them. Mr. Brooks starring Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. And Dane Cook. Plays like the best murderer in the world or something. He's like a master at murder. And for some reason, yeah, William Hurt is in it. And he's like his Jiminy Cricket of murder, right? Jiminy Cricket. He's like, like, no one else can see William Hurt except Kevin Costner. And he's like, hey, you should murder that guy. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is this movie? And do you remember... Uh, I don't remember William Hurt. Do you remember Demi Moore as the detective? Like, Boy, everybody was in this fucking movie. <laughs> like chasing Mr. Brooks. <laughs> we right? gotta watch this shit. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's kind of like so terrible it's good. It seems Me like a movie. lot of what we're talking about with people in this film, American Meme, is, like I said, we don't see them doing the grunt work of what it takes because no one wants to watch a documentary where people are just taking pictures of themselves and spitballing their jokes and stuff. Yeah. We can we talk to them about how Instagram, especially a movie about Instagram. Yeah, pretty much. It's not really a little bit about vine. It's not really about memes. Unfortunately, it's, it should be called American Graham. We did get Charlie bit me. Charlie, that really hurt. Classic. Huh? You remember oh, Charlie yeah, bit yeah. me? We did get some cool, Stuff like that. If they just focused on that a little more. 
This they should have. If I wish they just made a movie, they should make a documentary about Charlie Bibb. Yeah, I know. What are they doing? Wasting their time on Brittany Furland. They're like, let's just give a uh, DJ Khaled and Paris Hilton another free advertising marketing <laughs> moment, of, and everyone will watch our dumb movie. I think Brittany Furland blew up with something where she was curling her hair and singing in the bathroom, and then she grabbed her curling iron and burned herself. And admittedly, that video had a good timing to it. Hey, Doc Lozis, interrupting Bob here, and I have to do this because a lot of our audio was jacked up for this portion of the episode, so I'm here in this mode to tell you how the rest of our discussion on American Meme went. Not quite clear what the audio trouble was yet often we just re-record this session but it took a long time altogether to do this episode like over six hours but there's not really much more to say about this movie Stuart and i were pretty much on the same page Kirill is depressed britney seems happy with tommy lee paris hilton is still rich we get into how fat jewish blew up because he was busted stealing jokes outright i never presume i'm looking at the original source of any meme i see it's just so easy to nab that shit, and Fat Jewish literally got rich doing just that. He did say something smart, though. The age of the digital influencer is like, it's. I'm telling you, it's gonna fucking crash. Man, I hope that's true. Everything fades, right? Also, we learn what DJ Khaled's first job was. I used to work at Shoney's as a busboy. Shoney's is a southern restaurant chain, and if you've never eaten there, don't. Anyway, this flick didn't really do much for us. There's tons of breasts and ass shots and people poking their asses out at the camera. Only a teenager in the throes of puberty could really get anything out of this. If I had this flick on a VHS tape in 1996, I would have stashed it deep into the bottom shelf of my oversized clunky entertainment center in the hopes that nobody would take it away from me. Ultimately, we decided that there is still probably a better documentary to be made regarding social media saturation and stardom. Probably after this bubble burst will we get a truly interesting doc on the subject. Stuart gave it two out of five Herzogs. I gave it two out of five Herzogs. That brings it to a total of four out of 10 Herzogs for the Netflix documentary, American Meme by Burt Marcus. Maybe in this documentary war of two Americas, American circumcision can take advantage of this mediocre status and come out on top. In Stuart and I's very first Versus episode, we got hungry and went on an intermission to CeCe's Pizza. I surprised Stuart by taking him to a very American dining experience. I can't believe he's never been there before. Let's head that way now. We're outside. Stuart, 
tell the people where we're eating at? Uh, this is uh, some kind of place I've never been to called the Golden Corral. The Golden Corral. Buffet and Grill. The word corral is in the title, which implies that they understand that their patrons are like pretty much livestock lining up to a trough of goodness. And my friend, there's a chocolate fountain here. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you. It's Britney, bitch. So I can't believe you've never been to a Golden Corral for all your love of CC's Pizza. Yeah, this is you, a little bit different from that. Mm, but still trough style. Still like uh, humans as livestock style. Look at that Pizza. Tell us what you got here on your plate. Well, now, got, you, now you're a vegetarian, so keep that in mind. I got pizza, we got rice, tater tots, Brussels sprouts, squash, coleslaw. I've got tater tots as well. They're really crispy, which I like. Yeah. Some mashed potatoes and gravy, a piece of fried fish, and one of my favorite food items ever, chicken livers, fried chicken livers. I love I love these. Interesting. Interesting that you're eating livers. Yeah. Oh, because my gallbladder that got removed is was connected to my liver. Yeah. Whoa, trippy. Maybe I got to compensate. Yeah. DJ Kelly! Stuart, what you got on your uh, second plate, round two? Well, I got some broccoli, some peppers and onions, some mashed potatoes, some yellow rice, and a roll. And a roll. I went for a salad this time with some Caesar dressing um, and a piece of corn on the cob. You know, I was over by the salad bar and they were playing that Lady Gaga song, Paparazzi. Very apt. Yeah, it seemed to kind of work. Eat up at the old American trough, rocking and rolling to some Lady Gaga. That really So I re-upped on fried fish. And I love these tater tots. They're overcooked. These tater tots are delicious. Yeah, they're overcooked, and I actually really like that. But you, we also got some dessert rounds. What did, what did you get? Uh, I got um, an apple strudel and a, some kind of vanilla gelato. Nice. Oh, I got the soft-serve vanilla. That might be a little piece of cheesecake and the grilled peach cobbler, which I probably shouldn't eat this, but I'm probably going to. Okay. Uh, it's kind of amazing how there aren't just a lot of major collisions going on here. There's so many people passing each other by. I'm just surprised people aren't like running into each other, holding a full plate of stuff and it going everywhere. It probably never happens. I'm just surprised it doesn't happen more often. This we a, haven't seen it yet. It's a miracle. A modern miracle. Yeah. Most exclusive. All right, y'all. Yeah, Bobby made me leave Golden Corral. He wouldn't stop eating, but we had to go. But, Sewer, what did you think about your first visit at the Golden Corral? Uh, it was very cultured. Yeah. I felt uh, taken care of. I felt like this was one of the better experiences I had at the Golden Corral, if I'm being honest. You know how, like, in The Sopranos, they have that restaurant they go to that's like everyone treats them with respect? Yeah, and his old buddy runs yeah, it, that's runs how the kitchen. I felt. That's how I felt in there. You, the, our server was very nice. I mean, she just gave us water, but she was very nice and, and accommodating. She gave us so much water. Yeah, really good a good job at that. Got us a lot of water. Stuart, how many... Um, also, the desserts were actually pretty good. 
Stuart, how many diabetic comas would you give Golden Corral? Five. Five? I'm also going to give it five. So that makes it 10 out of 10 diabetic comas. (laughs) For Golden Corral. Awesome. Let's go watch. Let's go back. We're going to now go home and watch American Circumcision. And we'll probably get hungry again watching that. Wiener cuts. Just a step, cried the sad man. Take a look down at the madman. Theater kings on. Silver wings fly beyond reason. From the flight of the seagull come the spread claws of the eagle. Only fear breaks the silence as we all kneel, pray for guidance. Brings up a lot of the big questions, you know, about America. You know what I mean? An American circumcision. Yeah, like all the big questions. So much penis talk, mostly penis talk. Get something out of the way right off the top. What's that? You circumcised, bro? <laughs> you been snip? Well, you wearing a V-neck or a turtleneck? I'm an American, aren't I? Yeah. So you've been circumcised. I mean, mostly. Mostly? You got half a circum... You got your halfway <laughs> circumcised? I mean, I got a haircut the other day. Is that what you're talking about? No, you did not pay attention to this movie. No, I was there. Are are you are you circumcised? Yes or no? Are you? Yeah. Okay, I am too then. Wait, wait you're only basing your answer off mine? <laughs> no, I'm definitely... Yeah, it's, I'm cool. I was circumcised when I was an infant. Yeah. And... Um, I remember... <laughs> yeah, we were, remember we were hanging out. I was like, you sure you're going to do that, bro? And then I was like, I guess I will too. That's how far back we go. Yeah, we're all We gross. were circumcised at the same time. Yep. So yeah, I'm wearing a V-neck, not a turtleneck. Pretty common. They make a fair point in this film, American Circumcision by Brendan Morota. The United States is the only country that circumcises in a non-religious fashion. It is. There are religious cultures that do do circumcision. Do do. <laughs> but the United States is the one where it's mostly practiced mm-hmm. with no religious ties to it. Jesus. Uh, yeah, people say Jesus, but I guess there's uh, passages that are like New Testament shit that's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Jesus was like, I'm circumcised, so you guys better be circumcised. But then other parts of the Bible are like, I'm circumcised, so you don't have to get circumcised. Just drink my blood. Like, <laughs> It remembers me. Right. And, and Jesus was like, that. I just want my uh, little dude to be like his old man. Oh. <laughs> Remember Jesus' son? Hey. Remember when Jesus had that son? Yeah. The We've movie. all read the Bible and with, how Jesus has a kid. With Billy Crudup. There were multiple angles presented, pro and con of circumcision. I get the feeling that the director, Brendan Morota, is more on the side of banning circumcision. As far as any arguments over the necessities of medical, any medical necessities of circumcision. I got to give it to the ant, the intactivist, meaning they want to keep genitalia intact. I think they're kind of right in which it's unnecessary. But I think the question is, we meet people in this movie 
when they find out that circumcision isn't medically necessary, then they feel violated. They get upset at their parents over what occurred to them when they were an infant. When you uh, realize that maybe your circumcision wasn't needed, did you fucking get pissed off at your parents? Dude, I fucking flipped out at them, dude. You I should mean, call your dad now and be like, why did you circumcise me? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to right now. Yeah? You want to yeah. call your dad? Hold on. <laughs> Hello? Hey, what's up, dude? Not much. Where are you up to? Oh, I'm still recording this podcast. Nice. You know how we were talking about circumcision before? Yeah. Can I ask you why you circumcised me? Um, well, I think mm-hmm. circumcision is a good thing. It's good for uh, cleanliness and, uh, you know... It, Brainwashed, uh, man. Uh, the fashion statement, you know? Oh, yeah, it's a real fashion statement. Fashion, I get that. I get it for fashion's you know, sake. Uh, you know, like, you know, my profession as a butcher and a wannabe barber, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it makes sense. Like taking away unnecessary things, you know? Yeah, well, I just wanted to check, so. Uh, but I'm cool with it. Anyway. Cool. All right, love you. Bye. Bye. I didn't know your roommate was your dad. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, whose roommate isn't their dad? Are you telling me you weren't, <laughs> you didn't have a dad roommate? Uh, No. Oh, well, that's, you know, I know. Yeah. Well, I come from hey. a broken home, so hey. it's different. Hey, I didn't, I wasn't trying to. You, I feel like there's a lot of feelings want, just came up. I want to. Get right, things off my right, chest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, now we know. Now you wanted to know. I took. I t- now you know. I watched people representing both sides of this argument, and I found myself annoyed by everyone. Annoyed by everyone in this movie in so many ways. I think it's it is weird. There have been a lot of claims that circumcision reduces HIV and stuff like that. I think medical journals made a claim of like 60% based upon some study of men with HIV. Behavioral studies are strange things to cite. I mean, it's different. They did provide this example, like a vaccine is different because you can inoculate people and see that most people are immune to like measles who have been inoculated. But like a behavioral study, it's like, are you following around this person with HIV who's been circumcised to see if they give HIV to other people? I'm questioning off the top how they get that information. And then uh, the anti-circumcision folk have a meeting in which they rip apart that study and they go, it's not 60% reduction. It's at best 1%, which is interesting that the anti-circumcision people did note that there's a 1% reduction in HIV Amongst circumcised men, I don't know. There's a lot of people going, this study says this, this study says this. All over this movie. A lot of study citations. And not really anything visually concrete to back things up. I get it, you know. I don't know, man. You know. (laughs) You know, I get it, you know. (laughs) I mean, uh, everyone's, I mean, you know, everyone that... uh, wants a penis has a penis and if you want to cut it up or not cut it up i mean that's cool too i think <laughs> so but yeah maybe uh i could see like how the the suggestion that maybe you know you know you shouldn't do it when you're like baby yeah because you know what do you know you're baby i don't know why i went in there and was like cut it off doc 
Yeah, I was just a little kid. I didn't. I thought it was cool for the, fashion. So, as an infant, you gave them permission to do it. Yeah, I signed that infant consent form. It happened to you know little Eddie Munster when I remember that episode of Adam's Family. And uh, you mean the monsters? Yeah, that's the one. Eddie Munster was then the monsters. Yeah, you remember that episode about how he didn't want to get circumcised, and then he was like, "All the kids are doing it," so he's like, "All right." Guess I will, and, and we all remember that cool uh, episode of Simpsons where Bartman gets circumcision. Have you ever done the Bartman? The dance. Remember when people were doing the Bartman? Yeah, but I forgot how. I think it's sticking your butt out and shaking your arms around. I got a dance real easy to do. I learned it with no rhythm, and so can you. It's a weird dance, huh? Yeah. Not a very well thought out dance even. That's probably why it hasn't held on, you know? Like the Macarena. Anyway, we're talking about circumcisions. You know that Alan Cumming has a, a uncircumcised penis? Yeah. The, the British actor. Wow. That's pretty cool, right? You think he got it restored or just never had it circumcised? If a lot of people who aren't Jewish that are circumcised tend to be probably uh, born in the U.S., Cameron Diaz is against circumcision. We talk a little bit about female circumcision too, which they don't go into the details of a lot of what that means in certain cultures. Like I'm not sure what gets cut, but they did point out an interesting double standard in that we don't question what's wrong with that, but we look past like hundreds of millions of men in the country that are circumcised. Yeah. Russell Crowe, he's against circumcision. I was kind of hoping he'd be for it. Oh, damn. Well, we need uh, some to fight for <laughs> Really? Yeah, but most of the politicians are for it, right? Yeah, probably. So uh, They had uh, Hillary Clinton on here saying uh, yeah, it's cool. the HIV reduction statistic, regurgitating yeah. that. And she's never been wrong. A lot of people like uh, Andy Dick, you know? You'd figure like with a name like Andy Dick, he'd have an opinion about it. Look, like he's been circumcised? Yeah. Oh. There's a, there's a uh, if you want to see it, it's called yesimcircumcised.wordpress.com. I love that it's a WordPress site for it's sure. It's a site that tells you who's uh, circumcised, like uh, Andy Dick, it's Tom a, Green. It's a WordPress site they didn't bother to buy the domain of. I don't know. It's got a cool logo. Uh, who else? Uh, Greg Rick, Rick Rickhart. Oh, Seth Rogen circumcised. You wouldn't have thought that considering how Jewish he is, right? He, yeah, he's Jewish. It's not surprising. I'm not culturally Jewish, but. According to a DNA test, I'm 1% Ashkazani. Ashkazani. How much percent? One. I would have said that. Yeah, I can see that. You can see it? Like 1% of you. You know where the 1% is? My penis. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is like a lot of fun for us, talking about our penises. Yeah. In reference to other people's penises. Have so, you done? Yeah, yeah. You know what's great about this movie? What? They talk about penises nonstop. There's a lot of penis conversation. I mean, they talk about penises a lot. Speaking of talking about penises in a way that's interesting, there's this dude who wore a shirt that says, I heart my foreskin. And he also wore a beret. I think he's a Canadian. And he goes around instructing people on how you can uh, come using only your foreskin. I can orgasm and I have a video clip. Yeah, what are they, what's that 
nerve endings they keep talking about? Many men can orgasm from exclusively stimulating the frenulum, and I certainly can, just by you know, licking the tip of my finger and just tickling, just tickling very, 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 very lightly. I can't remember what they said. We didn't take notes after this one either, so there's no names we're gonna remember. But basically, if you want to know what four scrims, uh, skin, four scrims. If you want to know what it feels like, if you want to know what you're missing in case you don't have one. There are specific parts of the penis that in isolation can give you very powerful orgasms. And in my case, even multiple orgasms. I'm a multiply orgasmic male. Which I'm sure is not many people listening to this. I'm sure everyone's got them except us. Just go, okay, touch the back of your hand, okay? And yeah. slowly touch the back of your hand, okay? Yeah. Like that's what, that's what like stuff feels like. All right, now flip it over. Yeah. If you stroke your palm of your hand, it kind of tickles a little bit and it it feels a little bit better. Now touch it real slowly. Touch it real slowly. Yeah. You feel that? Uh -huh. There's a high concentration of Meisner's corpuscles there. These are fine touch nerves. So what's interesting about them is the lighter you touch them, the more sensation you get from them. If you just run your fingers firmly over your hand, you won't feel much. But if you go very lightly, you'll actually feel that tickle. Is that like getting you off? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. A nice little tickle. The revolution will not be circumcised. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, I don't, you're not missing anything. This guy, uh, he goes in front of people. Jared Kushner. It's it's not Jared Kushner. Oh, he's he's Jewish. He's circumcised. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you're feeling like uh, after watching A this movie, lonely, you're feeling lonely. Guess who else is uh, circumcised? Another Jewish public figure. No, Donald Trump. Oh, the president, our favorite president. Yeah, everyone's favorite president. Uh, you know who else is circumcised? Mike Pence. Whoa. Well, I'm sure with the news of Mike Pence being circumcised, anyone listening that isn't will probably rush out and go get circumcised. But I want to go back to this dude. I can orgasm and I have a video clip. We're burying the lead here. This dude does seminars on how to masturbate in various ways using his foreskin. I genuinely love my foreskin. And I show people why that is. He literally goes in front of people. And uh, he plays videos of him masturbating to completion by playing and diddling his foreskin. I'm going to show you a video where I have five orgasms with ejaculations in less than two minutes. And he knows a lot about his foreskin. But this guy, his fetish has got to be, he probably just has a fetish like, I'm going to beat off in front of the camera and just see if I can make this seem like some kind of clinical thing. There's a lot of cool guys talking about foreskins in this movie. It's a lot of foreskin talk. There's some women talking about foreskin. Yeah, a few. Is. Not many, though. Mainly it's men. Like uh, Ron Law. You remember Ron Lowe? You remember that guy? No. Uh, you remember TLC Tugger foreskin restoration devices? Oh, that guy. Yeah. There are people that are trying to get their foreskin you back. Wanna, you want to check out TLCTugger.com? TLC, uh, that, that's the sponsor of the show, TLCTugger.com. It'll tug your foreskin right back to its res restored uh, form. It take, I think they said it takes like a few years, right, for it to really get down there. Yeah, I mean, it's real easy. Are you going to do that? Yep. I mean, just for fun. Why not? You want to do it with me? It'll be, we'll document it. And we can protest later. It'll be a Patreon special. Uh, speaking of female circumcision. Oh, yeah, speaking of it. We, sp <laughs> we spoke, <laughs> which I don't think we were actually talking about in that moment. Oh, but God. There's we pictures of them using this TLC Tugger thing. Don't go to that site. Uh, 
go, don't go to tlctugger.com. If you want to see unblurred pictures of everything that we, was blurred. By the way, every like objectionable thing in this movie is blurred. Yeah, I guess that was probably done by Netflix. Because I think, I'm pretty sure it was probably done by Netflix. I'm cool with it. I don't really need to see a lot of male mutilation. I kind of wish there was another cut where there's literally like shots where people are holding up pictures. It's taking up the entire screen and it's just a giant blur. Yeah, they're like, all right, take a look at this photo. Need <laughs> I say see, more? And you Thank see you. Nothing. I will not explain the photo. <laughs> you will just look at the photo and that will explain everything. And uh, I just hope you don't blur it. They, okay. They showed a Moving procedure on. of a circumcision, a doctor showing a safe pro-anesthetic way of circumcising an infant, and that's blurred. But there were other things that weren't blurred. They were talking about so-called botched circumcisions, which one picture just looked like the dick was just cut off. Like, I didn't understand even what I was looking at. But gosh, but you got to consider for sure with the amount of circumcisions that do occur in this country, it's just a matter of numbers that shit's going to go wrong. I just want to point out, though, that mine went fine. I notice you're not saying anything, so. Well, I'll tell you, it's hard, but somehow I have two. You came out, you went in to lose your foreskin, you came out with two foreskins? I don't get it either. <laughs> it's weird. I thought it was normal you until gotta, this movie. These restorer dudes are going to be so jealous. You got two foreskins and they have none? They hate their parents for the choice that they made with their infant. All right, I got this other thing that no one was talking about. I got this, like, sack. With like, what I call nuts in them. <laughs> yeah, no one mentions this. I've got this thing called a nutsack. Yeah. I don't tell anybody about it usually, but I figure it's okay to just say it out loud publicly. On, well, on you podcast. no longer you no longer have to feel alone, because I too, sir, have a nutsack. What? You thought it was just you? I think this is uh, pretty cool. We're taking this so lightly. <laughs> I call it my jewelry. You know, we did just spend an hour and a half hearing people talk about genital mutilation. You know, you could say that's a, a, another form of trauma. Yes. What we've just gone through. But, you know, the things we do for uh, pod buddies. One thing that's interesting is, though, we did talk to a woman. She's an anthropologist. Her parents are from Sri Lanka. My mother and aunt and grandmother approached me. I was already in college and told me that they were going to take us back to Sierra Leone. But I didn't know anything at the time about circumcision. It was excruciating. It was very, very, very painful. And for somebody like me, you know, being mainly brought up in the U.S., I just had never experienced anything like that. I don't know how it was. I think some of the cl clitoris was cut off, which seemed, does seem brutal to think about it like that. And she described a scenario that felt very traumatic. But then she came out, she came back. After a couple of days, the pain started to subside. Um, and then it was more of the psychological. What have they done? <laughs> you know, I had no idea what I looked like. You know, am I going to have enjoy sex again that was the test for me am i going to just even have the same desire of course that didn't change and then you know the same feeling the same you know when my man goes down on me is i mean it just there's no difference so it didn't affect me at all and according to her account she felt like sexually she didn't really feel that repressed from the experience that she was still a perfectly satisfied sexual person. I don't know if she's like exactly pro-circumcision, but she seemed to come out of it like it doesn't matter one way or the other. 
Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's like, what? What are we talking about? It's a it's a very muddled message. This movie, it's some points. I mean, I get, I get what they want us to take away because whenever uh, they're playing like the uh, you know anti circumcision stories, they play this like soft string music, and they're like, "Isn't this yeah impactful?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's messed up." It opens up. And it's kind of weird to think about on like, heavy music. It opens up on like foreboding music. Like culturally, it's weird to think about why we do this. It is weird. If it's and, uh, unnecessary, then I could, I could, I could see, you know, if I ever did have a child saying, you know, you know, maybe like giving him the choice when he's like 10 and then be like, nope, not yet. And then, yeah. and then every year, every birthday be like, what do you think? You want to get it cut off? And he'd be like, maybe. Yes. It, no, not until you're 21. I think that's if, the perfect age to know whether you want it or not. I think if I right? had a son, which no, neither of us have children. That we know of. <laughs> oh, that's that's morbid. You don't you don't know if you have children? Oh, that was a joke. No, that was a joke. That oh, okay. like uh, we, it was a bat. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like that. If I had a child, if I had a son, I wouldn't get him circumcised until the day before his 18th birthday. Mm. I don't know. Are we joking again? Yeah, we're joking. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. It's hard to be uh, jokey for me about this movie. Come on, you could joke Ugh. a little. What you know about that? Co- have you seen the cover image on the poster of this movie? Uh, I see the Capitol building with the top of it like cut off. Just the tip. Yep. Very canny. What about that kid? You remember that teenage kid who talked about how upset he was at his mother that she circumcised yeah, him I as an infant. Yeah, felt bad for that dude. He went. He went, and after doing a lot of research. And talking to everyone on his incel forum, he decided to confront his mom. I knew I needed to confront my parents. It was something that didn't seem right, and it was something that was already done to me. Three days after I read all this about it, my mom was laying down in the living room, and, you know, my lip was kind of quivering. I was really nervous because I was already fairly upset about this. I'd said, well, I found out what circumcision was, and I said, well, why was it done to me? And uh, apparently some furniture got kicked around and he ran off crying. It ended up turning into a screaming match where she had gotten up and knocked over a bunch of cups on the table and, you know, kicked them in my direction. And I was on the couch crying. And I- I'm kind of making fun of the people that just feel this extreme outrage after finding out that maybe their circumcision wasn't necessary. This was the spark that started the terrible relationship we have now it seems odd to me that is that really that offensive i mean there are things that i remember in dealing with my parental figures throughout my life that are shit i'm dealing with as an adult like something that i don't remember it just doesn't affect me personally are you offended um i don't know you're gonna call your dad yeah i don't know if i'm ready to confront him again i mean i could i could confront him again but you know, I feel like I, you're, you know, you know, this feels a little exploitative, like there, you're exploiting me, you know, for the sake of this podcast. You to, did point out some genuine exploitation. You felt something was exploitive about a woman who realized that her son had a botched circumcision. We don't know how because we're not seeing pictures or anything. And as this woman is being interviewed, she says she realized finally that 
what she had sees in her son as a botched circumcision, she realized that she said, quote, yesterday. So we're dealing with a woman who's come to final terms of her son going through a botched circumcision. And we're watching that on camera and seeing how emotionally wrecked by it is. And you commented how that was very exploitive. There she is in her, it's a vulnerable moment of, I don't know. It just seems kind of a, Seemed like a weird violation. Yeah. Like something maybe needed to process first before she really tells her story. Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie. Well, what what are your thoughts about circumcision? I, I mean, I'm pretty much in the camp of it's not necessary. It seems to be no big deal to do it. I don't have sons, so I've never been in a scenario where like doctors or anything have talked to me with the expectation that a circumcision is going to happen. So I've not been in that scenario. I feel similar. Yeah, I don't know if I can really nail down how I feel. I was kind of waiting a while for them to say what the the uh, drawbacks of a circumcision are because it took a while to get into that. I want to know if there's anything you lose other than basically your foreskin if you get circumcised. But yeah, I think yeah, that- they said you use you lose your. Uh- the feeling, Sibrillum and your Sibrillum Delta or whatever, what are they call it, Fibulum or... There's a lot of claims that sex is better when you're uncircumcised. I, again, how do they gauge those studies? I don't know because I am circumcised and... Um, sex is fine. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's fine. It feels good. It yeah, It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Look, afterwards, you know, it's fine. It's fine, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You have your cookies, and it's over. Just leave it. I um look, I'm just a normal guy. I ejaculate blood you know, like everyone else. I'm just a normal guy like Seth Rogen. Yeah. And Andy Dick and other guys that were circumcised like Jared Kushner. And uh um I assume um ninety percent of uh the American population. Although I'm not gonna ask anyone. And I don't really want them to tell me. I'm taking some polls. Oh, you're gonna go out there and find out? Yeah, man, I'm gonna hit the streets. Sir- Cut or uncut, V-neck or sweat or turtleneck. That's a good way. To... V-neck or turtleneck, yeah, just... bro. One or the other. <laughs> V-neck or turtleneck. I mean, you're gonna win a lot of friends. You want me to ask somebody? This is a great way to uh, to um, probably meet people. I mean, as long as it's a stranger. You want me to ask somebody? I mean, it seems like you really want to ask somebody. Huh? What up, Chief? I got a question for you. You got two options, all right? Okay. You V-neck or you turtleneck, bro? Uh, V-neck. All right, Chief. Okay. Wow, it's really not that big a deal. Why did this movie make it out to be such a big deal? Is there anything left to say about this? I'm not sure. I'm trying to, like, rack my brain. Um, We covered the guy who has seminars where he masturbates in front of people. I can orgasm and I have a video clip. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we're if we're gonna stop cutting things, I mean, like we're gonna stop cutting our fingernails too, and hair. Is that okay? Is it okay? I I'm trying to think. It seems like this movie makes this seem like such a divisive issue, right? And maybe our discussion of it, I could see people on both sides kind of getting finding a way to get upset at us talking about it. But I bet there's a third side to it yeah. that would get upset about how aloof we are about it. Yeah. That's that's, I like all sides. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Is it okay if I don't give a fuck one way or the other? I mean, 
Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm against the malpractice of botched circumcisions as I'm against all medical malpractices. Yeah, it seems like uh, people are kind of moving away from it. So, especially with this uh, documentary, people really love documentaries. So, yeah, I bet people stop, uh, you know, having circumcisions every day. It's going to happen. Uh, it, it it doesn't seem necessary. I mean, if you're it's something you're born with, it's part of your body. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any real reason to lose it. Yeah, at the same time, I don't think there's any reason to do one of these restorative yeah t- tc tuggers or whatever the hell they call it is there nothing uh else in your life that just pisses you off i, I it seems like a lot to focus i mean on. you know you definitely get a therapist maybe you, for really, sure if you're really traumatized for sure you know i just can't wrap my mind around being just horribly offended over something occurring I mean, we. Do, I'm sure it was a painful experience. I mean, it's like a lot of these weird American traditions, like Halloween. You know, I mean, nobody really likes it, but they do it. They're just like, all right, I guess like go and dress up and eat a bunch of candy or whatever, and like no one likes it. But you know, we that's we're Americans. That's what we do. This episode, this is America's episode. So you know, and like another thing about Americans is they, you know, we all like uh, fireworks. I don't, I don't really like them. But everyone else does, so I guess I gotta like fireworks. Well, we turned you around on Golden yeah, Corral. Fireworks. We could turn you around on fireworks. Yeah, I mean, sure. Why they, not? They did say that at some point it was common medical belief that infants didn't feel pain. That seemed weird, huh? Those doctors that they interviewed that were like of that era were like defending that assertion. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're crying all the time, babies. They're crying when they don't get their milk and when they shit their pants. Yeah. Yeah, and they're crying when I cut their dick off. You know, that's pff, same difference. I never, <laughs> I never assumed that it didn't hurt. A lot of the there's a lot of like parents reacting to their kids screaming, and I I hear that with anti-vaxxer arguments as well. Like the image of your kid needles going into your kid uh, is, is like a part of a big reason that people point of being against it. But it's kind of, I mean, I would argue that it's normal for a, a kid to not like that scenario. It, it doesn't, I never assumed that the kid didn't feel anything. It seemed, and it seemed weird that, that anyone on the pro circumcision side at any point would ever make that claim. But I was side-eyeing all sides in this movie. There was like people at all angles where I was just like, ah, I don't want to hear you talk anymore. All right. So I got some statistics for you. Okay. What do you think? This is from a 2004 study by UCLA. And they conjecture in this study that uh, uh, they've deemed uh, the region northeast, south, midwest, and west part of the country. uh, Say like past Texas to California as the west, from Texas to the coast up to, say, uh, Virginia. The South is the South. The Midwest being like Ohio and all the way over until you reach the mountains. Right. 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 And then the Northeast being Pennsylvania up. Yeah. Yeah. So like what's the most circumcisions that take place? Yeah. Which, which region has the Northeast? Most? You're wrong. Whoa. Really? It's the Midwest. Whoa. 77% in this study. Huh? Now, what do you think has the least? The West. You're right. Yeah. With 27%. Because people are trying to pass laws in California in this movie to to ban certain circumcisions. Of course, it's like, you know, if you're one of those 
if you're one of those, you know, like with with the with the uh, no circumcision, you know, and you you got your foreskin attacked, go to the West, baby. That's where you belong. Yeah. Go with your, where your people are, you know. And a, a, a don't lot go of, to the Midwest because they won't understand you. Yeah, they'll just cut it off. But and, if you're in the South, throw it on an oak uh, Golden Corral buffet line. Apparently, it's about sixty percent in the South where we are. Wow, really? So, That's not bad. We're third, sixty-nine percent in uh, the Northeast, which is higher than the South and not quite as high as the Midwest. I should point out that uh, while circumcision is very common in the Jewish religion. We did meet a lot of anti-circumcision activists within the Jewish community, which I guess it makes sense because a lot of people who are circumcised would be Jewish. I mean, they make a big deal out of circumcision. They call it like a christening or something. It was like a big ceremony. Mm. And, Isn't uh, there like an ultra-Orthodox procedure where the rabbi... Does the cutting. Yeah, that's in the well, christening. Not just does the cutting, but removes the foreskin with his mouth. Yeah, he like takes some of the blood in his mouth or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's something like that. I don't know. Admittedly They didn't go into that in the movie. I mean, uh, why not? Why I not? They're already they're already grossing us out with everything else. I know, right? <laughs> I'm kinda of surprised that didn't come up. But I think that's a pretty deeply orthodox thing. I think your average culturally Jewish person doesn't roll that way. Yeah. Well And you can see why. That uh, a, a strange image to be sure. Anyway, this I feel like this movie really like kind of took the air out of our tires, huh? You know, you know, it could be that, or it could be Golden Corral. I don't know, one or the other. <laughs> Let's not question it. Those desserts were good, though. You know, it was satisfying, but uh, I I will say that I lost a little bit of my mojo. Oh yeah, you fell asleep within the first fifteen minutes, and we had to make you coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I blame that on Golden Corral. You blame that on me personally. You, you got the G, you got the GCitis, and we had to wake your ass up. What's that, GCitis? Golden Corral. Oh. sponsor nice. of today's show. How you gonna roll tonight at Golden Corral's Beef Lovers Banquet with our all new bacon wrapped flame grilled sirloin fillet, hickory smoked beef brisket, carved portobello top sirloin, and golden delicious shrimp. Oh, wait, now that's what I call a strike, baby. Every night at the Beef Lover's Banquet, victory never tastes so great. Golden Corral. So we could have got Shoney's? Man, Shoney's, no one go to Shoney's. Like the one of the worst meals I've ever had in my life. If you come to the South and you're looking for a Southern meal and anyone points you in the direction of the Shoney's. I used to work at Shoney's as a busboy. They're pranking you, man. Do not go to that fucking Shoney's, whatever you do. Yeah, you know, you got to go to Shoney's. Uh, no. By the way, if you're in the South, regardless of what Bobby will tell you, definitely go to Shoney's. Do not eat at Shoney's. Ask it's... for uh, the best thing on the menu, which is a salad bar. Get... That probably is the best thing, just the salad. Just a... Oh, okay, the breakfast bar. You got you to gotta respect the breakfast bar at Shoney's. Come on, man. I grew up. Going to the Shoney's breakfast bar. Okay, thank you. But that's how I know that it should just be avoided. Come Are on. Are you telling me you don't go to the breakfast bar at Shoney's anymore? No, I don't. Oh, I know where we're going next. Podcast. I only seem to go to buffets with you while we're recording things on uh, an audio podcast. Uh, well, that's because, uh, you know, I, I know uh, that you really, in your deepest hearts, are a buffet man at, at heart. A buffet man. And I, uh, I embrace that part of you. And, indulge it for your own good yeah. just choice 
is the is one of the edicts of American society. Society. Yes, that's the word. I wanted to say imperialism, but that that's that's also true, I guess. But it's a little more weighted. Stuart term. Stuart. Stuart. We don't rate documentaries in a star rating scale. No, we don't. We rate it in a Herzog rating scale. That's true. You're going to give this one through five Herzogs. I'm going to give this one through five Herzogs. And then we're going to combine them, unlike these people's foreskins, for best out of ten Herzogs. What do you think of the film American Circumcision by Brendan Baroda? You know what? Uh, I'm going to say that there wasn't a lot of... uh talk of anything other than uh, circumcision look i didn't really like this <laughs> this movie yeah uh but i did find some of its arguments compelling sure it wasn't without some information it wasn't without substance but it was a little bit um i don't know i don't know i'm i'm, I'm at a loss like i'm at a loss for words this episode the golden corral the endless genital mutilation. It's really taken it out of me. <laughs> you know, I don't really, I, I feel like I haven't lived up to uh, what I'd be capable of normally in a different scenario. Remember, this is for America. America. Fourth of July weekend. You know. it's it, Or a week. I'm going to say, yeah, I think that you have turned it around just in, by telling me that. Reminded me of what this is for. Yeah. It's for America. Yeah. This movie, regardless of what it talks about, it's an American movie. Yeah. American circumcision. American circumcision. So for that alone, oh, you have shit. to give it at least one Herzog. Yeah. For America. For America, yeah. And you know I guess I'll you know, I'll give it one more also for completing a film. That's a tough thing to do. <laughs> Making movies is hard. Making movies is really hard. And I mean somehow that guy I mean the remember there's that the one point in the movie where the guy getting interviewed about his TC Tugger or whatever he called it. Yeah. He uh, he said, you know what? I didn't want to have sex until I had my foreskin stretched out. And I finally had sex with my wife. And we had a baby. And I named it after you. I think he was talking to the documentarian. Yeah. The, document, do, the documentary. Document director. Maker. Maker. Yeah, the director. The documentary. Brendan Moroda. So, I mean, God damn it, Brendan Moroda. You know, you did a great thing there. Yeah. How that guy have a kid? He named him after you. I heard he was going to name his kid Foreskin. That's what I thought. <laughs> I named my son Penis. <laughs> because of my penis. Okay. So you give this two out of five Herzogs? Yeah, I'm going to stop there. I don't want to give it anything else. Man, I'm with you. I felt like, like I said before, I felt like I was side-eyeing everyone in this movie. A lot of studies show shit. There's stuff on all sides that I felt like I felt like a lot of the anti-circumcision dudes were, I understand if they don't want to compel that because I agree it's an unnecessary procedure, but a lot of people, half of these people seem particularly melodramatic in my view. Like unless you went through something that was botched, then I, I, you, we can move on with our lives. I also wasn't convinced by the pro-circumcision rationales. It does. It's not convincing to me that it's you have to cut off something that you're just naturally born with. Right. So I just found I didn't really like anybody in this movie. Not unlike the last movie we saw, American Meme. I feel like I'm in the exact same boat. I'll tell you what. This tale of two Americas, these two Americas are a lot more alike than people really think. I'll tell you what. I already gave it 
two Herzogs. So, you know, you don't really have to give it any if you don't want. No, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give it also two out of five Herzogs. That means this movie, much also like American Meme, American Circumcision is also four out of ten Herzogs. Well, there we go. But these movies are in conflict with you, with each other. These movies are fighting. We have to determine which one is the best one. We got a tie, buddy. We need a tiebreaker. We need a tiebreaker. Who are you going to call to ask the question to but, break the tie? But do we know anyone that's seen both movies? We can just ask the simple question we did to our friends before. They don't count. Well, I don't know anyone that's seen both these movies is the problem. Except just, Angela. Call Angela or get her in here. All right. We gotta get Angela in here. Angela. Angela. Hey, Angela. Yeah. Uh, we need your help. We gotta die. We gotta die. Angela is coming into the room. Hi. Okay. Welcome. Both American Meme and American Circumcision have both received four out of ten Herzog ratings. Oh, God. Yeah, so they're tied, and they're verses. This is a versus episode. Right. So we need you to pick one. So did you each give it two? Yeah. You each gave both of them two? Yeah. You remember that I only watched one of these, right? All you, This is all you need to worry about. Okay. Let's, let's, I heard you in the other room. I mean, I really I had headphones on. That's, you know, you kind of heard some so, things, though, right? A few, like, baby cries, maybe. What did you think of that? Um, I... No opinion. Just think of it like this. Okay. Pick one. Memes or circumcision? Mm. Just got to pick one. Memes. Memes is the winner. <laughs> Memes wins. Tiebreaker. And maybe it's for the best because the circumcision one really brought us down. And the memes just generally bored us. It didn't really bore us and bring us down Ooh, i think i liked it more than you guys did yeah i didn't mind it it huh. wasn't like mind-blowing american meme wins by a nose in the versus the tale of two americas the nose knows the nose knows <laughs> well that's all hun back okay, to what you were doing cool. i'm gonna go finish watching thank you race. and Stuart is appreciates you not judging him for masturbating during american circumcision <laughs> Yeah. I'll probably cut that out. <laughs> Ooh. And there you go. American Meme, Tie Broke by Angela, is uh, the barely winner. But who really won in this? Not us. No, we didn't win. We didn't win. America won, though. I don't think the listeners won. America won. I guess America won. America keeps doing it. Inspiring. All types. Inspiring instagrammers yeah inspiring intactivists yeah uh, we, we'll all work our way up from a dishwasher at a shoney's to become uh i don't know dude gets a lot of likes i guess and we're you all you know what's cool too that both these movies had hillary clinton oh right but we're also uh working on getting our foreskin back through like little weights and shit <sighs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Let's get out of here. Keep on docking.
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's funny. Yo, hey, what's happening, dude? I'm a guy with a rep for being rude. Terrorizing people wherever I go. It's not intentional, just keeping the flow. Fixing test scores to get the best scores. Rough and banana peels all over the floor. I'm the kid that made the thing with C and R. Last name Simpson, first name Bart. I'm here today to introduce the next phase. The next step in the big Bart phase. I gotta dance real easy to do. I learned it with no rhythm and so can you. Ooh, so move your body if you got the notion. Front to back in a rock-like motion. Now that you got it, if you think you can, do it to the music, that's the Bart move. Everybody, if you can, do the Bart man. Whoa. Shake your body, turn it out if you can. Shake it out, man. Front to back to the side as you can, can. Yes, queen.